I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Well, we had sex. I was in the Mercedes and I ain't crazy. But if that's my baby, then we're going to have to name that little baby Mercedes. The money that I'm making, I don't see it like I'm blind. I'd rather spend money, baby. I don't spend time. My pocket's on full and so is my gas tray and all my, I mean, gas tank and all my cars got gas in the ashtray. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house on Sunday morning, um, church time for everybody mm-hmm. that's uh, not a heathen. Um, but <laughs> we live with the heathens in the chat room. Shout out to the chat room. Um, let's go ahead and talk about what the show is. It's the Blackout Tips, the comedy podcast that is uh, has a motto, a very simple motto even. Um, nothing's wrong if it's funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we do. And that's what we're going to talk about. Nothing being wrong, if it's funny. Um, today's podcast is, uh, you know, brought to you by Shadow Dial Productions. So let me go ahead and give them their props because, you know, if they didn't pay us, what would we be? Hey, that's true. You know, uh, they, they they started out believing in us a long time ago. And, uh, you know, they still support us every once in a while. This podcast is sponsored by the audio play Mr. Happy Go Lucky. Starring friends of the show, Kelly, impossible white woman writer. Yes, impossible she white is. man. Impossible white man, I mean. Yeah, she's a white man. LeVon Wise, who was beat by Kelly Ryder in a rap battle. Yes. Letting black people, setting black people back years. <laughs> Lisa Sane Odom, who you hear every time you listen to the show. Yes, you do. Uh, at the beginning. Um, I'm so convinced that you'll love this audio play, which I consider our best dramatic one ever. This is straight from Dexter. That if you buy it this week and you don't like it, I will refund your money. That's how much I know you'll love this shit. Go here and check it out. Shoutoutproductions.com slash happy.html. Uh, the link will be on the website today. What have you got to lose? You have until Friday, July 26th to buy it, hate it, and ask for your money back. So, you know, I just check it out. It's, this is pretty much a money back guarantee. Wow, so, Dexter's stepping out. I guess we was right about Dexter. Dexter is crazy. He's selling everything on a lot of If you don't like it, you can get your money back. Yeah, get these crazy deals while you're still crazy. Because he might come to his senses within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But I say you guys go out there and get it. I um, do too. Don't forget the official weapon of the show is... The taser. Unofficial sport. is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Um, and you can leave five-star reviews on iTunes. Hit us up. Join our Facebook group, The Blackout Tips. Um, don't forget, you can go to the site, register to be a member, and then, you know, like, you can become a premium member, or you can do stuff like leave comments in the polls, vote um, in the polls, leave comments on the episodes, stuff like that to help you interact with the show. We appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. Um, first things first, Obama gave a speech and it was about Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. And then there was all kinds of reaction to the speech mm-hmm. because he was talking about race, uh, which is funny two ways. Because on the first way, uh, it's funny because when he first spoke about it after the verdict, people were mad. Some people were mad at him and they were like very, well, you know, this is what's wrong with him. He's a too safe of a president. He doesn't, you know, he won't speak out about race. And I wanted him to say something because before he said Trayvon Martin could have been, you know, his son and stuff. And so people were mad that he did that, uh, that, that he didn't say anything, uh, controversial enough, you know? 
and that he basically was calming the nation and saying hey you know let's not nobody do anything rash basically then um which is reasonable yeah and but people were mad they were like no you need to talk about this you need to talk about some blackness bro um talk about how you black again remind them uh and so then friday i believe it was he gave a speech where um he talked about trayvon martin and george Zimmerman case and all this stuff in great details a big speech about you know his uh his his background and saying that he could have been profiled and all this stuff and um of course half of the world went fucking insane because that's what happens every time he brings up his race you know people freak out um and then the other half you know a lot of people were cheering it which is you know which is funny two ways because um i've been seeing hearing people say like well you know it's fucked up people were all you know off of obama on sunday and then by friday they back on him because he, he spoke about it and then i've heard people say well like if it wasn't for us being not you know being upset about it on sunday he would have never spoke about it on friday which to be honest i don't know if that if if that's true necessarily um if uh i don't know that if people hadn't have been mad on twitter if the president would have spoke if that's like what he was thinking about well, like i'm gonna speak about trayvon now i think he would have talked about it either way yeah and and the, and the thing I, and i guess my perspective is this he's the president of the whole country the whole country not just black issues not just white issues not just right. gay and straight issues not just marriage issues not just abortion issues he's the president of the whole country mm-hmm. and for the fact that this affected the entire country everybody has something to say about it everybody was talking about it everybody was speaking about it everybody everybody you know is actually you know coming up in the congress coming up in the senate People protesting. People are talking about this. And it doesn't matter what um, color he was, he would be dismissed not to address it at all. Like if he just glossed past it, mm-hmm. being the president of the United States, it would be an issue. Right. And I think that because he's black, he might address it in a different manner than a president that's not black, but he still has to address it you you can't let something like this just fly underneath the radar if you're the president of a country and this causes such a divide among our country right and and you know i think he's had to leave his personal life off the table and anything to do with race because america as much as we call it a melting pot is more like a oc a plate at a barbecue made by somebody with ocd where it's got everything on it but if any of the shit touches they freak out and throw the plate away you know what i mean like if we got a melting pot but do not let those motherfucking beans touch my coleslaw or it's gonna be a fucking issue man that that, that rice mess around touch my squash i'm gonna flip where the dividers where the walls right so it's not really so it's and it's the like i'm never reminded more of that than when he gives speeches that even touch on race um because america flips out you know like uh you had the people like go make that speech you been say something and then you know he he basically goes out and says like okay guys calm down um this is a tragedy but you know uh i don't know that you know because people were very upset like i I think a lot of people wanted vengeance and they want george zimmerman to pay quote unquote to die or whatever 
and so it's like well maybe the justice department can step in maybe this, you know because it's like everyone's racking their brains like how do how do we get this guy you know like we on balls deep we read a bunch of um quotes from from athletes that you know some of the athletes were like the hood gonna catch up with this dude um you know uh the, the, w- w- we need to find these jurors you know stuff where people were just upset in the moment and i think they kind of wanted the president almost to join in or validate uh assuage their feelings but i just don't know that in that moment he could could have said anything that wouldn't have been more fucked up you know what i mean because everyone was mad you know and um he so he gave like a uh you know this speech and uh you know he said that he could have been profiled 35 years ago because he was you know he he could have been looking like trayvon in a neighborhood where people thought you know he shouldn't he didn't belong um and of course prove the fact prove the fact motherfuckers lost their mind you know um so there was there was like a few things um one there was a bunch of conservative dudes of course freaking out um which is always awesome um uh, when the president talks about race and you know uh this is one of the reasons i'm glad he got that second term because i feel like in the first term this might have been something that you wanted to avoid but you know in this term he's it's like something he could talk about because what the fuck you gonna do ain't that the truth you know y'all already don't work with him as much as possible y'all already stagnating everything um you're already filibustering at a higher rate than ever mm-hmm. fuck it's like it's almost like you're forcing him to not care you know mm-hmm. uh because there's no there's not gonna be any That's allyship it. you know here there's no one's gonna work with him um so uh todd starn says obama's comments today justify what i said on hannity earlier this week he truly is trying to tear our country apart because you know how dare he remind the world that he's black and address the fact that black people have a different experience in America that, that, that can never possibly bring the country together because black issues aren't American issues. Yeah. I said, and I stand by black and brown people issues in our country overall are not considered American issues. And the only time they are considered American issues is when the black and brown issues start affecting white people. Then all of a sudden it becomes an American issue. But until then, it's never considered an American issue. Dan Rail says, if you ever had any doubts, Obama is the first racist in chief. It's not like he said kill all these white people or some shit mm-hmm. or black people are better than white people but apparently just bring even mentioning that i had a black experience you know no other president's being held to this you know if um bill Clinton gets up and talks about being from the south nobody goes what the fuck uh why are you dividing the country into the south and the north and 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 if a president ever stood up and said i'm a jew you're not going to get the same response it's like it's it's a part of 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 well we'll never have a jewish president that's not gonna happen (laughs) uh not you know people too too scared oh lord what they gonna do i don't know i don't know i'm just joking um obama helped ignite this ginned up racial melee by saying his son would look like trayvon now he says he could have been trayvon that's by ben shapiro uh tammy bruce says so obama could have been trayvon 35 years ago i had no idea obama was sucker punched and watched a sucker punched a watch volunteer and then bashed him his, his head in who knew what the hell I got to do with anything? Um, that's how people are painting Trayvon Martin as a guy who just uh, walked us around sucker punching na- uh, the the neighborhood watch people. 
not not a guy who was okay you know not a guy who was targeted followed and um you know harassed by a guy that was told okay i was like that statement it's just very idiotic dana loesch says it's a combo protest diversion from scandals and attempts to weaken law protecting right to self-defense so she's a she's a keeper conspiracy theorist nut joe Watt says president obama is making this all about race all about race he's making it all about race not addressing the fact that race has a lot to do with it he's he's making it all about race i would love to see these mother it's like hey um you know slavery is wrong and i think we need to stop why you i mean why we got to stop it well i mean come on it's kind of unfair we're making all the black people slaves whoa buddy why you got to bring up race you know it's like every time playing the race card eh? (laughs) just to shut shit down to shut down any conversation people people say that when they don't want to talk about it or they feel uncomfortable with it and i will stand by that i I will 100 percent stand by that comment when people feel uncomfortable with it black and white people because there's a lot of black people that feel uncomfortable about race and racism too but anytime it's brought up or they pull the it's the colorblind but you yet you say racist shit but you go, I'm colorblind. I know you're not. Your comments show me that you're not colorblind. How, how much money am I supposed to be getting from this race car shit? I don't get no money from it. You know what I'm saying? But like they they make paid. it sound like I'm getting paid to be like, well, that shit was racist. Whoa, playing the race cars. Like I don't have any benefit. Yeah, to that. this is not TV. Ain't no like, camera zone. I would love to live in a world where I never had to think about my race, your race, and race never came up and it mm-hmm. wasn't an issue. But it fucking is, you know. Uh, Obama backs the backs the race baiters of the eve. Sharpton Palooza, identity politics above all, shameful. Zimmerman Trayvon could have been me. That's the hashtags by Joel Pollock. Um, what's funny about that shit though is one, um, I've seen more people shade Sharpton in the wake of this. There would have been no fucking trials not for Sharpton. Ain't that the truth? Uh, and y'all, and they wouldn't have cared. Yeah, this person was going to get off without there even being a fucking trial investigation into the murder of a kid. Um, second of all, um, identity politics is this another buzzword that they use to, to keep people from talking about race but the republicans use identity all the time when it comes to their politics gay people black people it's only it's only identity when someone speaks up and says i want some rights for this or i think we're not being treated fairly then it's like why you got to use divisive identity politics but then if you listen to them talk about anybody it's every group that doesn't vote for them it they identify them as a problem oh of course you know women having being a woman and not being able to you know make decisions about your own vagina that's an identity that you're putting on someone you know Mm -hmm. but apparently it only counts when that group says hey i'm a woman and i would like some rights and they're like "Mm -mm, that's identity politics uh brian walsh says remarkable that the president of the united states continues to fan the flames of george zimmerman hashtag stop talking sir hashtag shut the fuck up brian walsh yeah, and, and, the, and the thing you about gonna tell it, the president to stop talking come on man. And, and the funny on, part bro. about it is that it's funny how um people feel like well the case is over we don't want to talk about it no more so you shut up who are you to dictate when somebody else well no they, yeah they they want him to shut up because he's not saying what they want him to say they have no problem if he would have came out and said you know hey black people y'all need to calm down they'd be like finally the president says something i can agree with you know uh obama said he could have been trayvon how many hispanic heads has obama bashed in the concrete yes yeah, it's, it's like a, a lot of these statements have nothing to do with what he was talking about mm-hmm. they yeah. they just they just making statements just to make statements 
yeah not not to mention um that that's obviously not what he was saying no that's why i said they they just talking just to talk because what does him saying that he could have been trayvon had to do with him you know he talked about how he was he talked about how he was racially profiled uh one time a long time ago and Mm -hmm. people were like when were you racially profiled um it's like weren't y'all just asking this man to show his papers as a resident of the united states as a legal (sighs) citizen and you know what? like that that was like that just happened that wasn't something that happened when he was 17 that just happened to him as a grown-ass man and we all remember it you don't get to go around saying well who's ever questioned your status as a legitimate you you have just now and and, and i and i guess this is the problem i have with it just because you have never been racially profiled does not mean racial profiling does not exist. And it does not mean that you don't racially profile. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I go, well, I've been racially profiled because of this. And then they go, well, why? And you try to explain it to them. And it's like you tell them a motherfucking fairy tale. I don't believe that shit. Fuck you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And you're like, but it, it's true. You know, it happened to millions of people. And they just ignore it because as far as they're concerned and network it's not real and that's the issue because you don't have no empathy and sympathy right he says um john notes he says i like living in a country where a black president elected twice complains about racism because you know how that uh once you elect a black president the racism game is over it's you know it's like getting back the base um when you're playing hide and go seek you know um so that was the ali ali oxen free of racism was you elect a black president he can no longer talk about race and no one can talk about it um no because it's all it's over now you got your one black president so nigga shut up right. basically that's what you're saying nigga shut up go somewhere sit down y'all got y'all one turn we're gonna guarantee y'all never get this again by changing laws and changing rules and redistricting maps and and uh when the uh uh the, the Supreme Court raises and lifts things for voters, right? Those states immediately within less than 24 hours basically are going and changing shit up because now they know they can, but the rules was in place because they say, we know y'all motherfuckers out there racist. And this is why we had to put them in, in, um, in law in the first place. And then you turn around and you do this, but yet, you know, when people turn around and say that it's this injustice and, and it just makes me angry when, there's a lot of things in our country that's strictly about color. Not everything is not about color, but there are a lot of things that are. Mm-hmm. And every time it's brought up, it frustrates me when people look at you like you're speaking another language mm-hmm. when you begin to bring these issues and these problems up. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, you know, stuff like um, in his speech, he pointed out, you know, because he's very rarely personal um, and very rarely does he talk about race. Um, I can only think of like two times, maybe three in his presidency that he's actually had a topic that was about race. I could think, uh, skip gates. Um, he, and then of course everybody flipped out on him, uh, for that shit. Cause he, he says that the police acted stupidly and Republicans jumped all over that. Cause police never act stupidly. Uh, you know, Oscar Grant, um, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Sean Bell, but Hey, they, they never act stupidly. Um, and then also, or, or just, you know, just life just if you ever been pulled over for some shit you did not do and harassed for some shit you did not do uh police be acting stupidly sometimes all right 
um they're people like everybody else except they have all kinds of ridiculous power and authority mm-hmm. and if they can will those stupidly um you know i know he talked about trayvon the first time uh you know so and then today and then also he had that one speech uh when he was before he was president when he was running for president about race in this country um to which a lot of people applauded you know so um but you know that's a handful of times in a country that you know race is the third rail of our country and like i said on the show last week by third rail i mean it gives this country power not it not if you touch it you die but literally Mm -hmm. it's what the media runs on it's what a lot of our politics runs on it's the third rail um without it a lot of shit that we have as institutions wouldn't even be set up right now um Mm -mm. so he talked in very personal terms adding that he like many african-american young men have been followed in department stores seeing people lock their doors when you cross the street watched a woman clutch their handbags during an elevator ride with him those sets of experiences inform how Af- African-American community interprets what happens one night in Florida and is inescapable for people to bring those experiences to bear. Um, so, you know, um, you know, this is a Washington Post article that I was reading, you know, about this shit. And I scrolled down to the bottom because that's where the real America is. Of course. The comment section. There's yes. 325 comments, 325 comments. Just the latest um, comments. Obama continues to be the great divider. This president doesn't represent the whole country, only his base. If you have a different belief, the president, his party, and the media will crush you. In the future, you won't be able to defend yourself, especially if you're attacked by a minority. George Zimmerman's rights were violated. The jury certified it. That Trayvon Martin was on, wasn't on trial. That, does, that wasn't even what the jury wrote it about um it was proven not to be a racial issue they didn't vote on that either they sure didn't yet obama needs to keep the emotions of racial tension at a high level are blacks ever going to figure this out and move on it is easier to complain than it is to do something productive clearly clearly exploiting race obama proves he is not going to unite this country i find it very sad like i like how white people's version of uniting the country is telling people to move the fuck on no no fuck that no it means saying they're right they want obama they want obama to go out to black people and be like sorry racism doesn't exist guys okay stop stop even talking about it if something racist happens you shut the fuck up okay that that, that's what they that's what their idea of uniting the country is to completely go and wipe away people's like oh you're gay well um you, you that's not a thing that's a choice and you need to stop making that choice you're wrong now i just united the country it don't work like that yeah but they wanted to because the more you keep talking about it, the more it's in their face the more they have to deal with it and the angry they get yeah um so it's just you know it's just funny watching the, the comment section man um just uh seeing seeing how people really feel about shit man so yeah that keyboard courage man that that's a real thing when your name not attached to it and your face not attached to it and nobody knows who you are mm-hmm. uh, or you can leave uh, most of these are blank profiles of and course not pictures no faces of themselves. that's what i'm saying you yeah you can post the most racist shit you can think of because nobody knows who you are and the second you close that keyboard and go to work the next day beside jim you're gonna talk to jim like everything is all good yeah um and then of course we have uh you know there's some black people that wrote about president obama and this is funny to me because like it shut down political black twitter saturday night or something this weekend and 
i read it and didn't give a fuck like um the dude who wrote this has like 300 followers on twitter um so it's just one of those like eh, like why are we paying attention to this dude again uh which has really become a big theme of my like twitter experience is watching people i'm i am of the mindset like at my most cynical that had like the political people that are on twitter fighting all day are just trying to raise their own brands and i mm-hmm. mean and i mean that on both sides like they really are raising their own oh, brands, brands by yes. going at each other because it's like there's no fucking reason on the earth that i should ever see gop black chick's name in my motherfucking timeline Mm-mm. ever she's not worth it and she's never gonna ch- and people keep talking to her like she's gonna have some realization by talking to them yeah. where she f- suddenly realizes oh i am horribly racist and promoting prejudice and stereotype. i i should stop oh that's not gonna happen so why she, waste your time yeah like this is her bread and butter this is her brand this is how she makes money you're not gonna get her to flip the fucking switch and start making you know oh let me make money for the left there's no money in that you know so it's like when i see people going in on these people's timelines i'm like why are y'all giving them so much attention like why do you why do they matter to you so much i don't go like there's a ton of people i don't agree with i'm not all up in they shit i don't care i don't know i I don't ever really agree with jason whitlock i don't start going on twitter going at jason whitlock blah 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 it doesn't matter you know what i mean like it wouldn't do anything but help him Mm because now the five thousand people that follow me are like well what's this about you know what i mean oh you're going you all going back and forth only thing they care about is retweets mentions uh their own followers supporting them like if people don't realize that there is money in being the contrarian when it comes to race and shit of course then i don't know what to tell y'all man so this guy's name's rich benjamin yeah it's no money in being reasonable yeah his name's rich benjamin i think he has about two three followers on twitter um he wrote an article for salon.com um which i don't read anyway so Mm -hmm. but uh, it came to my attention because so many people were being mad about it and it's like unavoidable it's like up and down my timeline this shit this is some ridiculous shit so i'm like what what, what, let me go read it you know basically what he said was obama's speech was safe overrated and airy and uh to be quite honest i agree that his speech was safe overrated and airy only in the mess only by this meaning white people couldn't handle a real speech about race oh no like uh y'all this like he just said some basic shit that everybody knows that white people already have a problem with you know what i mean it's like i got followed in the store <gasps> why do you even have to bring stuff like that up it's like oh do you want to know some real shit because that is like racism 101 like that is entry to racism level the course like that that isn't even the no deep stuff yeah this isn't him like talking about stopping frisk or some shit or uh talking about the voting rights act being struck down like um there's shit he could have brought up that y'all motherfuckers would have been ready to like impeach him for talking about and it's still just real shit it's not even some shit he would have to reach out into the space to make up he could just be like this shit was racist that shit was racist i'm the most threatened president in the motherfucking history of the united states Mm -hmm. you know people want to kill me for what for being black fuck y'all you know yeah i I keep getting called the most liberal president ever when i'm one of the most uh uh, moderate presidents ever 
like you know shit like that where it's just like mm-hmm. you know y'all wanted my birth certificate it, like it's shit he could have brought up that it's like you know uh i can understand someone going well this is a safe speech it had to be it's a fucking president ain't that the truth no president gives dangerous speeches what, oh who, no who, who's the president gives dangerous speeches. speeches who's that dude you know what i mean even when uh at the height of fucking george w bush's uh ineptitude and his uh yeah incompetence and even when he was the at the most like um you know manipulative even his speeches weren't dangerous like even he would be like hey man they got this yellow powder shit man we got to do something tell them colon like it was like even his speeches weren't like and i'm gonna kill all of the muslims like you no one gives dangerous speeches as president so it's an unreasonable standard to hold a president to in the first place anyway so basically he was trying to you know this rich benjamin dude was going in on how uh the speech was over overrated and um people were um you know acting the fool but the real the real man who gave a good speech was general eric holder uh attorney general um and that I heard they was hot about that i didn't hear but people were mad yeah he called for a full investigation into trayvon martin's death after the zimmerman acquittal holder vowed that the justice department will act in a manner that is consistent with the facts and the law we will not be afraid we must stand our ground um so he said um some of us have an inner child this is what got everybody mad on twitter others of us have an inner nigger is holder the president's conscience or his inner nigger so people got mad because it's like why are you calling why are you bringing up nigger and anything to do with the president you know (laughs) seems like a pretty obvious leave that out of the article type moment right Mm -hmm. like an editor will read this and go yeah Yeah, rich take this out and uh remember we talked to morgan i guarantee you somebody they could post a lot of their own shit so i guarantee you nobody proofread this nobody went over this and shit he wrote and posted on their site yeah because mm-hmm. if this had to go through an editor that'll never hit it yeah this is what happens like we talked to when you get, delete the editor position because mm-hmm. now on the all these columns you know huffington post these websites salon.com these guys just get the right to go upload an article that's just what they get to do you know yep, there's no nobody proofreading no oversight yeah anything like that it's just uh the, we need content and we constantly need it uh when is that shit done send it in right now send it in you know we're not yeah. gonna look at it yeah and then when somebody writes some shit like this somebody hits your newspaper up and you get backlash everybody go oh wait a minute wait a minute they had the right to post the shit. yes but it's but you but they're doing but that but they're doing it through you so at the end of the day guess who's accountable you are so y'all need to proofread their shit yeah so um people got upset like i said everybody was hashtag inner nigger salon take this piece down this is disgusting i can't believe you let this happen you know the whole time like damn they did that well i i can kind of believe it mm-hmm. me too like it's yeah i don't even i don't even know that i'm shocked i only mm-hmm. it's almost like people are more shocked at the word that nigger was used than anything else you know because i you know it's almost like i guess when i when i read it i was just like he obviously did this for this reaction of course you know he's trying to raise his profile because when you everybody was mentioning him it's like you click on his twitter and literally this dude like i said he might have had 300 followers you know this is a dude that was like i need to raise my profile and say something fucking crazy 
you know like that's yes, and you're rewarded for being crazy and insane you are not rewarded for being rational and logical that don't make you no money that don't get you no retweets and that and people don't come to your site yeah this dude has 395 followers wow yeah yeah that's to get that profile up dog. so when i see people that have thousands and thousands of followers tweeting at this dude so they can argue i'm like y'all are helping him every time you put the link out to this shit he wants this type of shit like he wanted like he this is not something where he goes oh my bad i didn't mean to do that i'm gonna back down i'm going to apologize he's gonna double down on this shit so update sunday morning today he he, he writes more about the shit since Alon and i have received a lot of feedback some of it is very upset about this article i'd like to take time to respond girl first of all first i want to express my extreme admiration for the president for the attorney general which i have stated publicly and to them personally my autographed copy of dreams of my father's story race and inheritance is one of my mostly cherished possessions yeah okay i love i love how that comes up now in the article yeah, when, when everybody on the back side not, right. not, 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 not now that not. i called y'all niggers listen i love y'all niggers <laughs> um don't you understand i like fried chicken too what so he says to speak of a person's inner child is not to call that person a child to speak of a person's inner diva is not to call that person a diva to speak of a person's inner nigger is not to call that person a nigger it is merely to wonder what aspect of the person's outlook that person strategically covers do you not know the meaning of the word nigger uh not just that but when you do call someone talk about someone's inner child you are kind of calling him a child mm-hmm. when you talk about your inner diva you're talking about the part of you that is a diva and when you talk about someone uh, inner nigger you're talking about the part of them that is a nigger that that is you can't run away from that Mm-mm. that's just part of the definition if i said mm-hmm. if i said oh i went to see pacific rim and my inner child was so happy i am that is a part of me that i am definitely referencing and is definitely calling myself a child to an extent you know the childish stuff within me so yeah you're talking about the nigger stuff within him and that's why people got mad mm-hmm. so it was i don't know man but but if you thought he was gonna back down Mm-mm. no no why would he? He, he why yeah some salon readers were upset by my use of the word nigger i'm not the first to use this term in public discussion nor will i be the last the term is in wide circulation in the streets and private homes and popular culture and black generated rap music and thoughtful scholarship most notably in howard law professor randall kennedy's exceptional tome nigger the strange career of the of a troublesome word my use of the word isn't haphazardous or gratuitous. Language is central to race. Language has been central to Martin's tragic death and the Zimmerman's acquittal. Language is central to our implicit and explicit racial bias. As a writer, evaluate speeches by two capable, eloquent public servants. I use the word nigger with deep understanding of his long, complicated existence. He's not backing down and he mm-hmm. didn't use it by accident and Salon's not taking it down. Of course. Why are y'all helping him out? Ain't that the truth? That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, sometimes you have to ignore shit and keep it going. Yeah. Like, this is one of those things where I was like, uh, I don't even want to talk about this, but it was like so many people on my timeline were talking about. It. I was like, can I talk to y'all for a second? Like, leave, leave this nigga alone. Like, the worst thing that would happen to this dude is that this shit would have got, uh, 500 hits instead of 5,000 hits. That's the worst thing that you can do to this dude. It's the worst thing you can do to GLP black chick is not reply is not retweet her and not debate her that's the worst thing you can do to her 
like all this shit where you just raising people's profiles it's not helping i know y'all think y'all helping raise your own profile what i would like to see is them come argue with y'all you know get to that point where they're looking for your shit well you say something with common sense and then they come attack you don't don't get to the point where you wake up every morning hoping they said something because it's like a sick fucking game that people are playing where you're waking up with your dick hard hoping that they said something fucked up that you can fight about and they're waking up hoping that you and they mentions like y'all need to get a room all of y'all <laughs> fucking sick um speaking of uh fucking with black people mm-hmm. um cnn had a uh, part on that of uh, their channel about the power of black twitter oh i know i was like whatever mm, we gotta talk about the power of the influence of black twitter karen okay cnn Juror B-37 had clinched a deal to write a book about the Zimmerman case, but that was before she talked to CNN and referred to George Zimmerman as George. If if there was another person, Spanish, white, Asian, if they came in the same situation where Trayvon was, I think George would have reacted the exact same way. The backlash on Twitter was quick and fierce. Shasta Merlot tweeted, Good advice. If you're a juror of a pressure cooker case and lots of people hate you, wait a decade or two before your book deal. Someone else tweeted, let me get this straight. Juror B-37 had a book deal less than 24 business hours after the verdict. Hashtag justice for Trayvon. Anger prompted Jeannie Lauren to start a change.org petition, urging tweeters to protest. Within hours, the book deal was canceled. I'm just shocked by the whole thing. I didn't think it would happen so soon. I didn't think it was going to be that easy. It's part of a phenomenon called black Twitter. Go with me here. Not all black Twitterers are black, and not all black people who tweet are part of black Twitter. But those who are tweet often about race, pop culture, and issues that interest the black community. After celebrity chef Paula Dean admitted to using racial slurs, black Twitter also zeroed in. I want to apologize to everybody. Dean lost a series of high-profile endorsements. Shani Hilton of BuzzFeed.com says black Twitter is a cultural force in its own right. Black Twitter doesn't always use Twitter as a serious place. It can be a very fun place. It can be a place to talk about television shows. It can be a place to tell jokes. Um, it, It just depends on the situation. You'd be surprised what powerful people can get away with behind closed doors. Take this Twitter exchange I had with one of the most powerful black people in the world, Oprah, about cast diversity on the TV show Scandal. Oprah tweeted me, Don Lemon, Shonda Rhimes is genius at it, invites everybody to the table, hashtag diversity. I tweeted back, Oprah just replied to my Scandal tweet, fell off couch. Why did that make the... Does anybody know why that made this report? I have no idea. I think he was just bragging because Oprah replied to him. Yep. But black Twitter can also galvanize. Post Zimmerman verdict. Essence Magazine launched the Twitter hashtag, he's not a suspect, aimed at ending racial profiling. Senior writer Janine Amber says one of America's most famous black icons would have embraced Twitter. If, uh... You know, Dr. King was alive today. Of course, he would use Twitter because that's how everybody is getting out the messages to the most number of people most effectively. And, um, you know, you have the the farthest reach. What would Martin Luther King's Twitter profile look like? And how do you know he would even use Twitter? Like I well, said, I figured he'd at least be DMing dick pics to these white women. So you got that part. 
Well, if know, nothing else. Hopefully that didn't get out Mm-mm. and ruin everything for him. A reach of millions in an instant. Don Lemon, CNN, New York. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was funny that uh, all they're of a sudden, calling this a Potter. What? All right. I just thought that was funny how that shit turned into like, and now an expose on Black Twitter. Hey, you know what? They didn't even cover Kanye breast. They didn't talk about don't no podcast. Roland Martin wasn't mentioned. You know, oh, no. and you know, and, and maybe this is just me and maybe just because I'm black and, and I'm, you know, where is little Duvall, Karen? I, I don't know. Where's the little Duvall coverage? I hope he's still lost. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. The way I feel like it about this. And it's funny that even on Twitter, we're still, we're still considered a subculture. Mm. Well, we're always going to be a subculture, Karen. We're, we're black and we don't represent that much. Yeah, we're not Twitter. We're, we're that other part of that other half of Twitter. Yeah, black Twitter is a thing. I don't, I don't care. It is. You know, I'm not gonna pretend it ain't. We're, we're definitely a thing. It's just funny how we always gotta get studied. Where's Jewish Twitter? Is there a Jewish ain't Twitter? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Where's <laughs> gay and lesbian Twitter? Yeah, is there a Latino Twitter? Can y'all not what? read Spanish? Where's y'all can't translate it, I so bet. y'all don't talk about it. Yeah, I see some people writing Spanish. I go, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, all right. Um, I also had a couple of random thoughts. I went to the movies to see Rest in Peace Department, R.I.P.D. Um, and of course it was terrible. Yeah, it looked um, bad. It looked like a ripoff of, uh, Men in Black. It was a ripoff. And I know because I saw the movie and I read an article, um, in Word and Film where the guy was like, well, how do you know it's a ripoff of Men in Black? Are you sure? Men in Black was a ripoff of Batman and other buddy cop and movies and stuff. And it's like, uh, you guys do real, like, so I read all this article, right? Mm hmm. I get to the bottom, the last paragraph of this article, and this is a long, like, pretty long breakdown. And I thought, I was yes, reading it the it whole is. time, like, this doesn't make sense. I saw this movie, and it was clearly a ripoff of Man in Black. It was clearly, like, the camera angles, the the special effects, like, the way they told it, it's a 100% ripoff of Men in Black. Yeah, it looked like that from the preview. That's why I was like, I'm out. I was like, it don't look good. Well, this guy writes like 10 paragraphs of why it might not be. And then the last one, he goes, perhaps it isn't the most original film. But if the trailers are anything to go by, RIPD looks like it will be the kind of action-packed, humorous romp that's perfect for whiling away a few hours in air-conditioned comfort on a hot summer day. You didn't even see the movie, dog? He didn't go watch. You're doing, you wrote all this shit based off the trailers? So he didn't watch the movie? No. Well then what the fuck is he talking about? And I guarantee you if and when he, he goes to see the movie, he won't be writing a retraction about, uh, the fact that, um, you know, my bad, it is a ripoff. Exactly, pretty much. It's like, uh, almost the exact fucking thing that Men in Black was. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it's so stupid. Like, Oh, people just submitting these. I feel like if I was an editor, I'd just read that whole article, get to the last paragraph and go, why wasn't this first? Uh, right, go write about a movie you saw this weekend. I ain't that the so, truth. So we can get your real opinion yeah, on it. Yeah. We'll actually get someone who saw it to give an opinion that, you know, people might read and care about. Yeah. You defended some shit and you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So I was in there. I went to the black theater, AMC 22 or whatever. And, um, I shouldn't know. I shouldn't know. they doing to the black, black things? They was doing a bunch of black stuff. Um, I, I went in there. I paid for my ticket. 
now I, oh i didn't pay for it i have movie pass now so i pick out the stuff on my app go there once you get to this theater you check in they put money on your credit card and you swipe the card and you pay for your ticket it's that easy like i don't have to pay for tickets anymore uh based off of this you see what i'm saying like i i just tell movie pass hey i'm at the theater i want to see this movie and they go here's your money and i just i just walked in so i pay for the only thing is they don't pay for 3d movies stuff like that imax you know so it's just okay. ba- your basic movies i pay my money i go into the theater the trailers are going and shit i'm waiting on that um um the get like kind of deep into the trailers and then the last trailer before the movie starts is in 3d and i'm like well that must be a mistake <laughs> what a ghetto theater showing a 3d trailer in a no. 2d movie yes nobody can watch it at all then the movie starts the movie's in 3d how did that happen right so i go back to the front and i'm like hey can i get 3d glasses and movies in 3d it's supposed to be in 2d and the movie is going on at the time and the dude at the fucking desk with the 3d glasses starts questioning me like well it's in 3d uh i mean that it should be in 2d yeah i know the movie's going on right now i just want my glasses bro you know i don't i'm not here to debate it i'm not a a reporter you now you guys can either go there restart it in 2d which i'm perfectly fine with or you can give me these motherfucking 3d glasses so i can enjoy this movie and not look like i have a fucking stigmatism or some shit for the (laughs) entire fucking movie it's like it's not a time for us to have a conversation i'm missing valuable moments of this movie which you know later would turn out to not be so valuable moments but still i'm missing what i'm you know i i paid to see so he gives me glasses and there's another dude he he left to go get glasses apparently he and i are the two most um forward-thinking people in the theater yeah because it should have been a line of like 50 fucking people trying to get glasses but everybody else just sat there and strained their eyes the whole damn movie yeah and that kid he was there he, he like he was like 14 or something he was there with like a group home that was like out on a uh a, you know a, a day you know a day out at the movies type thing yeah they had those things with doing the up during the day you can get discounts yeah, yeah which by the way if you're gonna go see a shitty movie in the summer i suggest you go see it with a f- room full of minority disenfranchised youth because they were funny and they made <laughs> i bet you they were they like made the movie, movie bearable didn't they the movie is objectively terrible i don't know how anyone could even argue that it's not objectively terrible but as far as the amount of fun i had with them kids oh that was that was up there that was 10 out of 10 no (laughs) me and them kids was rolling we had we got some good jokes they was laughing at all the terrible jokes um (laughs) it's like oh this monster just farted and they'll be like oh he's farting y'all i'll be like yeah look kids we getting it um so we was walking back and he was and i was like yeah man uh he's like man we gotta get back in there i was like yep he was like i thought i was tripping because it was in 2d and i'm and i'm sober so i know i I know i wasn't um <laughs> that's what he said or you said he said okay he said so i know it wasn't me, me? and oh. i was looking at him like well just, just explain why you in the group home i guess like who the fuck is that high at 14 seeing double in the theater um but he was like but if i was high, i might be able to understand and i was like oh, okay well this this moment went awry um but yeah so we get back in there and we're chilling or whatever and it it was like you know pretty bad movie i left my shades in the movie so i lost them oh uh, that's a dollar tree shade yeah the good news is that i only buy shades that cost a dollar 
<laughs> so i'm bawling anyway so i was like fuck like it was a moment where i was at the door of the theater and i was like oh my shades and i was like it's a dollar and i just walked out yep you know that's why I'll, everybody needs to go to dollar tree buy 37 pairs of shades that's what i do makes me feel good about myself <laughs> um also man uh it's very disrespectful what movies have done to food man that overpriced shit that they be nuking and and you know it's almost like i'm 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 gonna get to the point where when i go to the movie theaters i'm just gonna look for the mcdonald's logo because they doing everything short of that it's like they ain't got no deep fries so that shit gonna be like nuked in the microwave for some shit because they got nachos they have pizza i mm. think they even have boneless wings they have um ice cream that because we go to the ones on the white side of town so they so it's like to the extreme but, but it's like everything they have is like the museum gift shop version of food you know how like the museum is like you can get astronaut ice cream and you get it you're like why the fuck did i spend 37 dollars on a ice on a oh, powder? nasty dipping dots this shit's terrible go right ahead. but um like that's how it feels with like everything has a catch it's like ooh, we have a nachos combo oh a nachos combo let me get that yeah it comes with uh one little tiny dot of cheese you have to <laughs> a half un- of a jalapeno yeah two uh, yeah seven cold jalapenos not fresh taken out of a jar also you have to open up your own bag of chips which we give you the chips but they're in a bag that you have to open for later to put into your nacho bin <laughs> ah yes uh would you like extra cheese which is just enough cheese to maybe get on a couple of nachos because you're gonna need extra cheese that's 75 more dollars um uh, yes, like they and just, you don't get no salsa yeah they just bastardize everything it's like oh you want popcorn well we have this popcorn that's been here for seven days you can have some of that and um the butter and all that stuff is down there it's a uh, butter liquid extract made from yellow number five and like, <laughs> you know it's like just it's always a catch with this shit like and they try to advertise shit that movie theaters shouldn't even have nope and they can't do normal shit right but it's like coming next chicken bites get chicken bites from me like i would like some chicken bites okay let me just go microwave these chicken mites for 15 minutes uh i hope your movie wasn't gonna start anytime soon yep because you will be waiting yeah it's like oh chicken wings Mm-hmm. let me just go uh hit the microwave button for chicken wings like <laughs> ah! i don't think you can microwave chicken wings sir that seems a bit off but uh yeah i, I just movie theater food pizza the pizza is like on bread the cheese <laughs> yeah it's like it, like why why are y'all disrespecting food like this man this is a bad advertising and, and then the only thing that's a deal is the candy but they were like the candy's like overpriced it's like yeah. why am i paying two dollars and fifty cent for a for a 75 cent bag of candy when right. i can walk out of here and go to walmart and spend two dollars and fifty cent and get two pounds of candy yeah i think my new thing is i'm gonna start going to I said hot pocket <laughs> that's yeah. what it's like no no they had hot pockets remember the oh, hot- shit not to mention that remember the hot dogs it's like hot dog bites and we was like oh y'all got y'all got like hot dog bites, bites. it's like yeah it comes with mustard and ketchup and i'm like well you know what we got we got here early karen let's get some hot dog bites for the theater first of all it takes 20 minutes to cook second of all <laughs> it was just a bag of microwave like hot dogs like little mini hot dogs mm-hmm. like this shit just took like five minutes for them to microwave 
they they don't even take it out of the bag they just throw the bag on your tray and they're like there you go hot dog bites ketchups and mustards down there i'm like this is not what was advertised no and and, and then when you get it it's like 17.50 and all we got is hot dog bites in the soda and i'm looking at roger like nigga this ain't no food like we still gonna turn around and go get something to eat right yeah it was a disgrace man i was very let down by that bullshit man um another thing yesterday i was watching snapped again you know that's I, our show i record snap like for people that don't know sundays on oxygen is a snap marathon yeah it is they be on it yeah and i suggest every last one of you guys go check out like just set your dvr record seven eight episodes of snap because it doesn't come on as often as you think Mm-mm. it's just a marathon of 27 hours of snapped on sundays yeah and the rest and of the week I don't, even, I don't even think they play it the rest of the week yeah so get your snapped on now I, I got it recording right now like when i woke up this morning i was looking at my dvr i was like mm, it's red that means it's recording my snapped i'll be watching those yeah but um i was thinking about a couple things of snap first of all the reason snapped is good is because it's women true you know because i think that if men did like if snap if they did a special like the men of snap like snapped on men they could do seven or eight stories in an hour yeah because men snap don't be as like you know well thought out it's mm-hmm. not as much plot there's not oh, as much no. intrigue oh no you know it's all simple People shit. like did you do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh i killed that bitch she was cheating and that's that's all that's that's all the interview gonna go yeah like because you know with snap like there's always so many layers other people get involved other alibis like who you get to kill them how you kill them like you know and then they always tease you when they go to break where it's like we come back uh the trial begins and it's like you know Sharon always did like to go to church on Tuesdays. And it's like, I don't even know what that means. When we get back, we're going to find out, you know? Yeah. But if it was like man snapped, it'd be like, yeah, I killed the bitch. She was cheating. And it's like, well, that's not really, uh, I feel like this snap is going to be over fast. We already know who did what and when, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's no intrigue and you know, it's no drama behind it. He'd be like, yeah, I went up, I punched and I snapped in that DN. Like I watched a episode of snap where, this dude got cancer like first of all she stole this dude from her uh his original wife okay he married her they stayed together 14 years he got cancer and she decided then to try to have him killed wow she got him killed was free for seven years (gasps) just chilling buying shit with the insurance money bought her son some shit like just balling wouldn't let people come visit this man when he had cancer and was recovering. It was like, oh no, the doctor said if you visit, it'll get even worse. So now he gets killed in his house. Nobody takes shit. She gets the insurance money. They question her. She flips the fuck out. Like, y'all trying to apply? I was killing him. I'm out. Just talk to my lawyer and like walks away. And of course, later on, they find out she had him killed by her son, who she had bought a truck after. He wow. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. But I was like, that's so much more interesting that it took me an hour to figure that out, you know, because women are so good at killing men. <laughs> They're so good, man. Oh, that's why they want to control our vaginas. I understand. That. Yeah. Men would get caught right away. It's like they went to his house. Blood was on his hands. Obviously, he did it. You know, like the only time men end up getting their wives killed by somebody else. It's never on purpose. It's an accident. 
you know like every like every other like all the time like every two or three snaps there's a she fucked this dude so good that she was like will you kill my husband he said yes yeah you know that must be it was good must be them prostate orgasms or something i hear so much about or (laughs) crazy pussy like if pussy is that good i don't need any i don't need any of that type of pussy (laughs) to make you lose your mind like that after i come i go i should kill this bitch's husband never i will never want that thought post orgasm i like the i guess like the best pussy i've had i guess i would say i would kill your husband mid-stroke maybe but as soon as i came ah! i'd be like i would renege on that shit as soon as i came i'd be like you know that was crazy girl you be you a freak you be role playing like shit you know i ain't about to kill nobody husband Woo, you you woo, you be going woo. why are you playing like that yeah i'm gonna take a nap like there's no fucking way i'll really be sitting here like three days later in the bushes with a mask and a gun waiting for you to go to the ymca so you can have an alibi and i can sneak in and kill this nigga are you serious not going to jail for no pussy that is the craziest shit ever but it happens all the time on snap it does all the time and then they show the woman you be like she ain't even what like what does she do like she ain't even worth it dog right she, like, she ain't got no fat ass she ain't got no big titties like right you know you're she's actually- like an old housewife she just suck dick from the back and a nigga loses his mind is that is she are she tossing salads are they tossing salads is that the secret to it, getting a nigga to kill somebody for you because be. i would not do that shit there's no woman on this earth that could be like now we need to go kill somebody i'll be like call the police what's wrong with you like what are you what why are you trying to kill people i i thought it was meeting up for sex you don't even like me ain't that the truth i'll fuck you but damn i ain't killing nobody yeah the only time that men end up getting a woman to kill their wife is when the woman is crazy and takes the initiative on her fucking own that's the only time well, you like, you know, cause, cause niggas be lying. They be in bed like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just that my wife is such a bitch and I hate her. And that's the reason that I come over here three and four times a week and have sex with you. Oh, we could only be together if she was gone. Oh, but let's not fantasize. Let's have more sex. And then eventually the crazy woman goes, I believe him. And if I killed him, we would be together if I killed his wife. So I'm going to do it. That's just her being an ambitious motherfucker trying to get a promotion. That is not him plotting shit. You see what I'm saying? That's the truth. Men are too fucking stupid. Like they, they just like we don't have the uh, like. Plus, also we don't believe nobody. No man believes his dick is that good. Where it's like I could fuck this chicken and kill ah! my wife. Like some dudes do now. Nobody has that kind of ego. Also, what happened all the time? No men don't have enough ego to have a we uh, can try a plot of. I'm going to give this girl so much good dick, she going to kill my wife. No. It's like if you walk in the house and your wife is dead and your mistress did it, the first thing out your mouth is going to be like, what the fuck have you done? My dick was just that good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You, what are you doing? I didn't say do this shit. This is stupid. You know? this. Is, oh. So, yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever get it. Uh, You know? And, and I also just a shame of y'all that get some pussy and need to go kill somebody you know <laughs> so i don't like and then you this enjoy the pussy not kill folks afterwards right and they're gonna find out eventually mm-hmm. you know somebody's gonna tell always somebody that tells about the crime it's an anonymous tip or some shit there's always somebody got to get out of something later mm-hmm. um and and you always get caught so you know i don't know no 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 pussy is that good man like that snap pussy mm-hmm. must be 
that Woo. it must be something else over the top yeah like it must be even better than crazy pussy people ain't killing people for crazy pussy like this this is the word like mm-mm, fuck I'm that good. i'm good i don't want no dick like that you can keep that and shout out to my timeline all the women coming in co-signing talking about some well you know he got something out of the deal some pussy uh fellas i hope y'all watching the people i retweet don't don't date them <laughs> don't date them she fuck around don't be happy one day next thing you know some your gardener's trying to kill you fuck that <laughs> uh, uh-huh. i need a i need a woman that got the confidence to leave yeah i did i did cut, <laughs> cutting them edges gonna fuck around and cut your edges right getting <laughs> <laughs> your hedges clear trimmed up there um did you know that uh there's some couples that are marrying and stuff the, um that are asking guests now to surrender their smartphones i was reading that and yeah uh and to an extent i understand yeah um it makes sense because it's their day it's very important to them um they don't want you playing fucking candy crush while the bride's supposed to be taking a riding down to the lake on horseback um in a carriage or some shit i don't know but um and, and, my, and my thing is this when it comes to weddings uh, a lot of people spend a whole whole lot of money on weddings and i think for me it's more to get them self photographers mm-hmm. that's like want to snap everything and constantly posting and live posting the wedding and you spent three thousand dollars for a professional photographer and he gets ready to snap a picture and your fuck ass friend's head is it is, is sticking down the aisle or they're mm-hmm. crouched down trying to get a shot like they're the paparazzi and you don't spend you don't pay three thousand dollars and they're taking it with their five hundred dollar phone. Well the other thing though is this though. What if like there's an emergency or something? Like you need to go. That's true, you know, and and and, and to an extent, I would say put them on vibrate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, you can say don't take photos and put your phone on vibrate. That's understandable. Yeah, that's what I would but, do. But just like confidence, like just saying, just taking the whole phone. I I do agree with people going, hey, I might have an issue. I might also, have a I mean, I hired a professional photographer to make my shit look a certain way. And your amateur ass is taking a fucking, you know, random pic of my wedding, you know, live tweeting and shit like that that isn't that classic. And and the bottom line is this: in America, we think we have the right to a lot of shit. Guess mm-hmm. what you can do? Not go. I mean, no yeah, harm. That's what like, I do. Like, like, that's like, what we do. Like, 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 if if they have rules and regulations and you don't agree with it, you don't have to go get it mad and upset. Ain't solving nothing. Just don't check your ass down. Yeah, I don't want to go. You know, that's how I would look at it. Yeah, um, I'll be like, good, I ain't got to go. I tell people I don't go to their weddings all the time. I think the yeah. le- the next and last wedding I plan on going to is my brother's. That's it. You know, if he gets married. Like, that's the only person I, that I would give a pass of, well, I guess I got to go. Everybody yeah. else, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Any friends and shit, I'm getting married. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. But uh, also, you know, I understand it is annoying people you know getting calls and shit during the you know that's definitely yeah, a different say, thing put it's supposed it on to be silent. supposed to be an important day you know but but let me be quite honest with y'all motherfuckers okay nobody wants to hear this first of all you take my my smartphone of my cold dead body <laughs> number two your wedding is boring as shit ain't and that the truth the only way i'm getting through it is tweeting 
is it disrespectful yes it's disrespectful this is why you shouldn't invite me when should have like you know what on the wedding invite it should say would you give up your smartphone to attend this wedding and if you say no you don't get to come yeah that's it you know that's that's the end just tell them that because 90 percent of people are gonna say no and your weddings should probably only have five or ten people at them anyway five to ten people might care about your love nobody else gives a fuck they just go in there for the food and the party and because you you went to their wedding nobody cares about your love okay guys i ain't that true stop pretending that other people about your love i, I will so. tweet i will tweet through your love all day i don't give a fuck so i'm gonna be quite honest with you i'll have jokes for you on twitter i'll roast your wedding i don't care don't invite me yep the good news is i won't go but the bad news is if i was there i I would definitely live tweet your shit um yep ray don chong was talking bad about oprah she was a co-star of color purple she was uh doing a a internet radio show maddie p's radio happy hour okay show i've never heard of before okay (laughs) maddie p's radio happy happy Mm -hmm. hour she's 52 years old uh still looking good she dropped the n-word and criticized the media mogul's weight and accused her of being power hungry ray who is of mixed chinese european and african canadian heritage claims oprah 59 would have been a house nigger if she lived before the emancipation of slaves so sounds like another rich benjamin trying to get some retweets how many followers does ray don chong have not a whole lot talking um, throwing throwing rocks at the throne uh was she with her in the color purple and women's abuse the price uh i know she was with her in color purple i don't know about women's abuse the price okay despite insisting she got on well with oprah during the making of alice walker's film adaptation her opinion changed when they made commando which was released a year the same year as the color purple commando of course is a movie with uh fucking uh alice uh arnold schwarzenegger that's what i thought okay fans of the film would know oprah played the feisty sophia in the film while ray played squeak the girlfriend of sophia's husband harpo Mm -hmm. during the interview which was first reported by tmz ray swears frequently and used the n-word twice when discussing oprah host maddie p is audibly shocked after Ray said, if you look at the way Oprah looks, she looks like 60 years ago, she would have been a housekeeper. Luckily, she would have not been a house nigger. She would have been a field nigger. Oh, oh, you know what? What? You ain't nothing but a heifer. <laughs> that's, that's all. Uh, I'm starting to think maybe it was Squeak that told Harpo to beat Vita. <laughs> Ray has since uh, attempted to issue an apology over the use of the racial slur in a video for TMZ. Um, I love that we got to a point now where fucking with black people is just reporting who said the N-word and if they have to see how mad we get. Mm-hmm. Like, black people don't care about this. They care about you talking bad about some Oprah, but they don't care about no damn she said some N-word. Nope. However, she appears to stand by her attack on Oprah despite claiming she meant to use the N-word as a compliment okay ray originally said her opinion of oprah sour when she invited she was invited to chicago to see her talk show she said she was lovely during the color purple it was at it was after that that i I started commando with maria shiver's husband arnold schwarzenegger is uh is a movie she was a total biatch she invited me to come to her show she just wasn't having me she's competitive she didn't like me she just wasn't having me 
they put her in a real shitty hotel they put me in a real shitty hotel downtown and my son got sick and at the end of the day it was just a nightmare i ended up being backstage and she called me on stage and i was like you know what you bitch oprah is all about oprah sound like she's just mad yeah like she didn't get treated like a diva yep apparently she hasn't got the memo that ray don chong is uh, not moving units right now sure ain't but oprah <laughs> sure is i'm you know what's funny though i'm here for both of them because i like that oprah was like bitch this ain't the color purple no more this my shit yeah this is my <laughs> shit this is not the color purple oprah was like you ain't nobody here calm your ass down mm-hmm. i'm running shit i have yes, a lot of shit to and do. i ain't got to worry about you telling hoppo to beat my ass i allowed you to come here and look at my show and you're fucking welcome you got backstage I looked, I put you up in a hotel. You could have spent your own money on a hotel if you wanted to do better. You're welcome, by the way, you ungrateful motherfucker. Peace. And I also hear for Ray Don Chong, who's like, I started in commando, motherfucker. I want some respect. Where is my respect? <laughs> she, I'm Ray Don Chong, nigga. Yeah, she got, she been mad back in the day. She ain't never got over that shit. That's what this boy Oh my too. god, this some old black woman beef. <sighs> this shit really old. old. She explains yeah, like she's some black aunts. Yeah. She's she's a I wish that I would how much would you pay to watch them play as partners in spades? Oh man. That right there would would uh, You could pay per view that shit. The shade with uh-huh. somebody the first time somebody accidentally uh you know cuts their own partner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I would pay money to see this. Fifty dollars pay per view. Yeah. Easy. Somebody, yeah, man. She she went, mm-hmm. Just like she cut me back in the day, right? Just like you cut me when, when I when I tried to go to your get that hotel room, you cut down that rate. Just like you cut my heart, I was gonna walk that book, Oprah. Uh, she is she's amazing. I respect her. I think she's done great things for women of color and women of a certain size. But do I think she's a good person? Ray goes on to criticize Oprah's looks and accuses the talk show host of brown nosing her way to the top. She continued, the thing that's really great about Oprah is that you can't can't take away from her is that she's a great brown noser. If you were in a room with her, she would pick the most powerful person in the room, become best friends with them. When we worked with her, she was the fat chick, wannabe cheerleader in, in school that was the student council president that was best friends with the principal, the volunteer nurse. She was the fat chick in school that did everything, so everybody loved her. That's Oprah. Love me, love me, love me. You gotta respect her, no matter how vile she is. She's all about Oprah. She's boring, but you gotta go. Hello, hats off! Like you've done an amazing thing. You've actually shifted the DNA of the universe. <laughs> Woo, the shade! Wow, Woo, this is so good. We have to get. We have to give her props, no matter my personal vibe with her. I gotta stop and say this woman is a miracle, and I respect her. And I say kudos to you. She shifted the DNA in terms of our thinking of a woman of certain size, a certain shade. I love her for that. I don't care what she's about. I don't care that I know her ins and outs. I just think that she's done a lot and I love her for that. Oh my God. I, that, that backhanded complimentary shade is so fucking beautiful. It's like, Oh no, you're a wonderful person that has moved the heavens and earth with your fat, ugly ass. And nobody wants you, which ah, makes you even ah. better at being a person because you had to brown nose your way to the top because you, all you care about is yourself anyway. But, uh, I had to give you props. <laughs> it's like, what? You are talking shit about me. You, this is not props at all. Keep these props. I ain't that the truth. Um, 
right, let, let's talk about some other stuff. We got some other articles here. Save some for tomorrow too. Getting that along. Um, Kanye West is being charged with a felony as well as a felony suspect for attempted robbery. What happened? He was walking out of the airport. Paparazzi came up in his face trying to film him and shit. Mm-hmm. So he grabbed, he tried to grab the camera from the man because he told him not to. And uh, the dude acted all hurt and shit, covered half his face. Like, this is a paparazzi's wet dream. They love fucking with these people until they mess with them because hopefully they can get something out of a lawsuit. Yep. He pressed charges against Kanye. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ it was more. Sources say he's been interviewed by cops and they determined he did indeed suffer injuries during the attack. Cops will refer the case to the DA as a felony attempted robbery and not a battery case. Right. So, Mr. Blood on the Leaves, apparently. Uh, cause Kanye West, it was not a felony robbery attempt, Mm-mm. but I guess the dude's going to say he was trying to take my camera from me. Mm-hmm. So that's, he tried to rob me. Um, so they, they're going to try to, I guess, see what's doing with that. I'm assuming this will be dropped at some point or the dude will get a payout, but it's just weird watching him break and then watching everybody on Twitter enjoy like, Oh, he's so stupid, man, going after that guy. I was like, you do realize he's rich enough to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, you, you listening are not rich enough to do this shit. Yeah. Why? Because every time you walk out your house, you don't have the paparazzi. Every time you go out to eat, every time you go to the Y, every time you do the boring ass shit in your normal everyday life, it don't mean shit to nobody. Right. But you have to understand that this dude is constantly being snapped, constantly. Every time you move, it's only time you're not being snapped is in your house. And they would get in your house if it wasn't against the law. So people need to understand that the average person would snap. Like, like who wants to be photographed that much all the time? Right. Yeah, I agree. I think I, he got the money to pay for it. He don't give a fuck. I mean, honestly, um, he could have beat this dude's ass. And other cameras are there, too. Like, they got all this shit on tape. I just don't think he cares. Uh, did you know Octomom has been hosing taxpayers by illegally collecting welfare? <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the LA County Department of Welfare Fraud Prevention sees Nadia Suleiman's re- financial records after getting a tip that the mother of 14 was collecting government funds despite making more than $200,000 in 2012. Now, when you have like 14 kids, every little bit helps. And $200,000 might not be enough. Mm-hmm. I wonder, excuse me, if they're going to write all the articles about her and her kids and how she's milking the system, how she doesn't deserve Probably. it. No, that could happen. Um, Octomom can only collect welfare if she takes in less than 119000 a year. Did you know you can still get welfare and make that much money in California? You can when you divide it by 14 kids. Here's what we know now. From January to May 2013, she got $666. Sorry, $6,666. Um, she had no right to collect. From January to May 2013, she got $9,016 in food stamps she shouldn't have gotten. So it totals about $15,000 in just four months that they figured out. And they're still looking into more charges and more money. But she could get charged with welfare fraud and face felony crime. So, you know, all these mouths to feed, Karen. 
Yeah, 14 kids is a lot. Here's something that you didn't know. McDonald's calorie guys have no effect on bad eating habits. No, I'm not surprised. So many people presented this as a solution. Uh, everybody thinks that fat people just don't know that shit makes us fat. They know. They just don't we give know. a damn. It just tastes better than uh, the calorie numbers look for us so yeah it was like it's not like you like this is 800 calories in a big mac it's like what's that number got to do with me you know i'm gonna eat this not shit. a goddamn thing and my thing is this. <laughs> so bad but it's true my thing is this the, the thing about it is that uh a lot of that food is very addictive and that's something that you did that, that, that you don't want to gloss around my addiction i don't give a fuck about your calories that's like telling somebody to do crack you you know you know the calories in that you're gonna have to take you eight hours exercise that i don't give a fuck about my crack that's yeah. that, that's how people look at it they're like i don't give a fuck and and some people i don't even know what the hell calories is so you know they really don't give a fuck well, they even just, well, i want my food yeah and also like it's not gonna shame the restaurant no it's not like well now you know how much a big mac calories so let us cut down the amount of calories in a big mac they don't care no. This is what people buy. This is what people want. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just it was, it was presented as a solution. I was like, this shit is not a solution to anything. Uh, the FFA, I mean, the FAA is telling people to stop trying to shoot down drones. <laughs> That's right. People are seeing drones flying or looking for them, and they're trying to shoot them down. What happened if they shoot the wrong shit? They shooting somebody's uh play uh helicopter the day out there with their dad going okay i just built this way they done spent hours you know constructing that shit to go up in the air some motherfucker 20 feet away blow your shit out the air the ffa the faa released a statement in response to questions about an ordinance under consideration in the tiny farming community of deal trail colorado that would encourage hunters to shoot down drones the administration reminded the public that it regulates the nation's airspace, including airspace over cities and towns. Mm-hmm. A drone hit by gunfire could crash, causing damage to persons or property on the ground, or it could collide with other objects in the air. Shooting an unarmed air, an unmanned aircraft could result in criminal or civil liability, just as would firing at a manned airplane. Like, this is yeah, the and I most... I think you should charge them. If you're stupid enough yeah. to do that, you need to be charged. Like, what kind of militia bullshit is this? shooting at drones uh or under the proposed ordinance deer trail would grant hunting permits to shoot drones the permits will cost 25 dollars each yeah somebody trying to make some money they're like yeah that 25 dollars gonna cost you a few thousand once we finish suing your ass the town would also encourage drone hunting by awarding 100 dollars to anyone who presents a valid hunting license and identifiable pieces of a drone that have been shot down how is this legal like it, the, FAA, the FAA says it's not legal. Oh, I'm about to say, y'all can't do this? Yeah. Deer Trail resident Philip Steele, 48, author of the proposal, said in an interview that has 28 signatures on a petition, roughly 10% of the town's registered voters, 28 people, is 10% of this town's registered voters. Woo! That, that is for those doing math, that's less than 300 people in the town. It requires local officials to formally consider the proposal at a meeting next month. Town officials would have then have the option of adopting the ordinance or putting it on the ballot in an election this fall. It so, don't matter. Y'all still can't shoot the motherfucking planes out the sky. At some point, the ordinance gonna. At some point, the shit gonna start shooting back. Then we're gonna really see what's up. Ain't that the truth? Somebody gonna get shot by a drone. <laughs> Just gonna be dead white people in the middle of the woods with drone bullets in them. Mm-hmm. 
quit, quit, quit fucking with them drones. Time for guests to race, everybody. It's time to play the game. Let me uh find my music. Here we go. I love this music. That's right, everybody. It's time for Guess the Race. The most racist game that is traveling around the world and it's very popular at this point. Contestants that win Guess the Race are given the take-home kit of Guess the Race where they can watch the 11 o'clock news and guess the race of those people that started when they do the crimes. Yep. All right. Let's talk about some, some race guessing. Teetering in high heels, 43-year-old Jackie Oaks laps up the attention on the dance floor. Oh, snap. As one twenty-something lad winks and smiles, Jackie immediately asks his age. Shaking her head, she politely declines, saying, sorry, love, 29 is too old for me. (gasps) Not only does Jackie prefer young men, the mother of five believes sex is best with virgins. Oh, shit. What was this lady when I was 15? And she prides herself in being the first conquest of blokes as young as 18. The care worker, she's working some care on these people, you know, of Wellingboro Northant reckons her experience makes her irresistible. And she gets a thrill to think she is the one woman many of her lovers would never forget. Of course, you're the first person they ever fucked. Things that would be creepy if this was genders were reversed. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And ma- and ma- yeah and ma- and you imagine ma- an article on a 43 year old man that is like, I specialize in taking that virginity. That's what I do. People would go, Oh, oh man. But it's something about a woman will do so. Yeah. But my, my thing is this. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I, I want somebody with some experience once I want, but I just want you to have five kids and shit. I want somebody to know what the fuck they doing. Maybe she don't care, Karen. She likes them young, dumb, and full of calm. Yeah. As long as young men continue to find me attractive, I'll be game. It's beyond flattering to be someone's first because you automatically become the woman they never forget. How many women can say that about the men they've been with? And what I like, well, you, because she's not even saying like, I'm the, I'll never forget these young 18 year old dudes either. She's just like, but they won't forget me. Well, you know, I guess that makes an ego trip. It's like they won't forget me. I'll forget them, though. How many women can say that about the men they've been with? What And what older woman isn't attracted to younger men? The better They look better, they have better bodies, and they don't run out of energy after a couple hours. That's right. She likes to get fucked all day. And older men be having shit to do, man. And they old. They be having jobs. They can't keep up. They got arthritis. Yep, they got arthritis, got sports injuries. Like this, mm-hmm. you know, no none Heart of that. Heart injuries, yeah, they... Be concerned about cholesterol and all that bullshit. I ain't got no time for all that. I want somebody who don't give a fuck about life and ain't got no 401k yet. Being inexperienced is the icing on the cake. They eager to learn how to do it properly. Jackie finds her lovers on websites for cougars in terms, the term for older women who like younger men and at raunchy London clubs. She first found virgins satisfying her need after sleeping with 21 year old chef called Craig who trembled with fear during their first encounter. Scared of the pussy Karen. Jackie says, I joined a cougar dating site and said I was an older woman with a big appetite for life and only interested in men between 18 and 28. Damn, that one dude that was 29 just missed the cutoff. Shit a lot. <laughs> Within a day, about I had about 60 replies and another 60 the day after. I couldn't believe how many young men out here were eager to be with me. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like they were probably just eager to be with anybody, you know, because at that age, man, it's like a dick just has a mind of his own. It's like, I got to fuck something. Uh, thanks to the site, I met Craig, a 21 year old who had never had a girlfriend and was a virgin. This woman is a saint. You know, I've completely changed my mind. I like this woman. I thought he was joking and laughed until I realized he was serious. He joined the site to lose his virginity and was surprised when I told him it wasn't a problem. We met in the hotel. He went in. He went all out with flowers, chocolates, and champagne. He was so nervous, he was actually shaking and was relieved when I took control and told him what to do. Craig followed my instructions so well, he ended up spending the whole, we spent the whole night together. Afterwards, he st- we stayed in touch, and then a few weeks later, he got a girlfriend. I remember feeling smug that being with me had given him the confidence to do that. Mm, I like this lady. I'll take everything back. Jackie admits her sex life was not always so unconventional. She married her childhood sweetheart, Chris, at 18. They were both virgins. We had no idea what we were doing. We were both nervous, so it was really awkward. Over time, we got more experience. Things did get better like everything else. Practice makes perfect. But after 13 years and two kids, the marriage is in trouble. I started working and being after being a stay-at-home mom. While I made new friends and started going out to clubs and bars, Chris was happy having an odd drink in the pub with friends. I'd get chatted up by fit-looking young men, then come home to my husband slumped in front of the TV like an old man. Over time, I started feeling less and less attracted to him. Our sex life suffered to the point where we stopped having any. They left us leaving, living together as friends. I was only 30, and that just wasn't the life I wanted. We sat down, talked it through, and Chris admitted that he felt the same. <laughs> I like that she's like, we talked it through. No, she told that nigga. She's like, uh, yeah, this ain't good enough. I need some young dick in my life. And he was like, I feel like you need some young dick in your life, too. Yeah. Whoa, good. We feel the same. Ain't that the truth. All right. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> sign them papers. The pair separated, and just two months later, Jackie started seeing a coworker called Anthony. He was 21, 10 years her junior. Junior. She says, I had my eye on him for a long time, but I had no idea that he had been eyeing me up as well. Being with him was completely different to being with my husband. He wasn't very experienced, but he was more than happy for me to tell him what to do and what not to do. Not only was there no, you know, what's weird though is she never really talked about it, but at some point that means, uh, she didn't feel comfortable in her relationship telling her husband what to do. You know what I mean? Like she, of course. she like that was not an option for her when she was like, Oh, you know, do this, do that. She's like, I can't tell him what to do. He just do what he do. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only, not only was there a physical attraction, he was fun. They moved in together and went on to have three children. Oh, that must have pissed her husband off so bad. He's like, I thought you didn't want, but now you got more kids than we had together and you with this dude. But after nine years, Jackie started to feel restless again. Her inner whore was stirring up. She said, <laughs> she says once Anthony hit 30, she suddenly stopped wanting to go out and said he preferred staying at home. So these dudes grow up, get mature, and they're like, you know what? Can we just chill? We don't need to hit the club every night. She's like, uh, that. We, we need a stable home life for our kids. And she's like, I'm trying to get to the club, nigga. You are holding me back. I don't care about these kids. That that's on you. Take care of these kids while I go out and get some young dick. Of course. Finally it hit me. He'd become too old for me. If we stayed together, I'd be stuck in a rut. He was upset when I told him. He couldn't understand why I would think he was too old and when when there was still a ten year age difference. It was a question of attitude. Even though I was forty, I felt like I was twenty and I wanted to be with men that age. You sure I'm making some forty year old decisions with these kids though. Like 
five kids are caught up in this shit too like that part i do have to be like that's fucked up mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you made decisions that are lifelong decisions at some point you do have to like slow it down or be responsible about the shit you can't just be like yeah you got that fucking but your kids be taken care of too now yeah like i always want to hit the club every night it's like uh, when is the motherhood part of this taking place you know um he finally accepted the situation and agreed to move out since since her children got to be so mad too like her first children like she'd probably be trying to fuck their friends oh i didn't think about that yeah because yeah. they older like, i can't bring my friends by the crib mom trying to fuck them and shit yeah and it don't matter that they virgins like she's just trying to fuck them all since sleeping with craig jackie has bedded countless other virgins she says most of the men i met after him turned out to be in the same vote they'd be nervous as soon as things moved into the bedroom but they all worked hard to make sure i had a good time pretty soon i found myself being turned off by men who were experienced jackie's youngest lover has been 18 three years younger than her eldest son wow mm-hmm she says he told me he was 23 and boasted about running his own business owning the big house it was only after we had sex that i caught sight of his college id on top of the dresser and realized how young he was at first i was a bit shocked but he was perfectly legal and i had bro- hadn't broken any laws so there was no reason for me to be freaked out yeah people go and question you're not even checking these dudes ids so dog mm-hmm. you probably have fucked a 16 year old didn't even know it the ch- jackie's children have no problem with their mother's peculiar love life according to her although they would not be keen on her time and not with the teenager she says my two eldest sons have moved out and are living their own lives while the younger ones have no idea i never bring anyone home and sex happens at the man's place or in hotels my kids have made it clear they wouldn't be happy if i tried to present them with the 18 year old stepfather i've told them there's nothing to worry about because it's never going to happen perhaps surprisingly jackie's friends have been less accepting of her taste and partners but she insists virgins are too good to give up she says many friends have been married for years to men who are their age or older they don't believe sex with boys could be all that satisfying satisfying me either dog right like that's the other thing is like yeah i think saying like fucking a younger dude you could probably get a lot of women on board with that but being like i specialize in virgins Virgins. that's what i have a problem with like like, a lot of women like like, my first time with a virgin is never good yeah no it's not and also uh my thing is this uh for me uh fucking younger dudes i completely understand Mm-hmm. but when i gotta burp you with similac and then try to try to fuck you no thank you i feel like there's a lot of wrong hole fool in her sex of know? course not there so chat room guess the race of what was her name jackie what was the last name? uh no that's jackie jackie oaks jackie oaks the virgin fucker the virgin whisperer um did you already ask him to guess the race or was my chat room just not updated? i did oh it might not be updated i did betty white well oh okay okay i see it now i see all right let me scroll up a bit uh let's see whiter than the queen of england when she's nervous madonna nina hartley impossible white woman fixing those youngins with her cooter oh hot dog down a hallway cougar town watching cheese eating her five kids curse at her and call her by her first name white oh I saw Nina Hartley at a porn convention in April. Thanks, Derek. Mrs. Robinson White, Nina Hartley White, Betty White, Naughty America, Ava Devine, Devon Michael, Slutty White Cracker, uh, White Lady That Needs Therapy, Feed the Dog with the Same Fork That They're Eating While White, uh, Eating with White. I wonder if she got down with the swirl. Kids call her bitch to her face. T 
tan so much her skin looked like an old leather bag dresses like steven tyler from aerosmith chalky ass white whiter than rusty collars mom squid billies um all sizes fit one white and milk the correct answer is white it was a white lady um and the most impressive thing about this white lady she's a little overweight and i like that she's like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna be out of fucking virgins and y'all just gonna be mad about it she's she be fucking them virgins dog oh that's so good yeah virgin sex is the worst don't care what nobody says all the all the iotas is sitting up there like i still got a chance uh hamilton former township police officer joseph derrico has lost his tax-free disability pension following an examination by doctors that found him no longer permanently disabled that's right he said he was a permanently disabled person of the police and he was getting paid he's getting paid to be disabled you know the state police and firemen's retirement system board of trustees vo- voted unanimously on Monday that Dorico's disability did not exist anymore and suspended his $5,808.61 monthly payouts. This dude pretty much got $6,000 a month on disability. Woo! Dorico resigned from the force October 2010, three months after he was indicated on the charge of receiving stolen property. Oh, wait. I indicted, not indicated. Indicted. So he got indicted for receiving stolen property. I mean, he's a dirty cop. He applied for and was accepted into a disability retirement worth $70,000 annually. But when video of him running after a monster truck and wrestling on reality TV surfaced earlier this year, the PFRS board ordered an investigation. Yeah. Nigga, you serious? <laughs> you getting disability, but you're out there tracing monster trucks and wrestling alligators. <laughs> like nobody's gonna find out. In most disabilities cases, Monday's vote uh would clear an employee to go back to work, but Derrico's resignation remains in effect. Hamilton Business Administrator John Ricci said, so he resigned and with disciplinary charges pending, which happens. We don't have to take him back, but he doesn't have a pension anymore. The suspension of his pension is a first for the agency, said John Sericio, a Bloomfield police sergeant. People see this type of fraud and it really opens their eyes. Dorico co-owned Harem's Gold and Coin Exchange on North Olden Avenue in Ewing, where in 2010, Hamilton detectives traced jewelry stolen during a township burglary. So some of the items were recovered, but Dorico allegedly told the victim of the burglary as she stood to the invest- next to the investigating detectives that the more valuable pieces were accidentally thrown away. So he was like, oh, we threw away the shit that actually is a lot of worth a lot of money. Cause mm-hmm. you know how pawn shops typically keep the stuff that's not worth money and, and then sell the stuff that is mm-hmm. just throw it in the trash. I mean, not even sell I don't it. Believe that. Right. Following this dude just sounds like a dumbass. Following the internal investigations, internal affairs investigation, the twenty year law enforcement veteran was indicted on receiving stolen property charge. A criminal case was never brought. Dorico's resignation led to departmental changes to be charges to be dropped, and according to a letter from the township law director released to the Times as part of the Open Public Records Act request, Dorico was collecting his disability pension while he was cast as a minor character in a reality show called Bear Swamp Recovery. Guess the race. Portions of the show about Mercer County repo men, one of whom was Dorico's partner in the gold buying business, 
was posted on youtube recently and show him running wrestling and grappling when this first came out we had him reevaluated dorico was sent back to the doctor originally examined him and the doctor said dorico was no longer disabled the decision was sustained by a medical review board made up exclusively of medical professionals before it went to the pfrs board for approval so of course he failed and now he's you know he's out of out of out of, he's out of out of a lot of money 60 70 g's a year all right let me guess the, get some guess the race going on up in yeah, here i got a delay on my side so my stuff not posting right oh okay uh let me see what i can do here mm. oh you're right i don't see it either i don't see anybody say anything Mm-mm. white version of Ezel from friday screaming my neck my back my neck and my back you got that okay yeah okay now i'm caught up okay one whose neck is red mcnulty from season five of the wire <laughs> uh yeah uh I, I don't know what's going on with spreecast but the correct answer is white it mm-hmm. was a white dude um and since spreecast is messing up i'm gonna have to just do the sword story and then we'll get out of here um let me go find what the fuck is going on with swords today guys just so sad um <laughs> samurai sword confiscated from canadian man at the buffalo niagara international airport oh they bring it to the airport karen and they coming in from canada a toronto man was stopped by a tsa clove and shirley yep clove and shirley their support of, of of guns and swords fucking everything up a toronto man was stopped by a tsa officer in uh buffalo niagara international airport on sunday after the officer who was staffing the checkpoint x-ray machine spotted a three foot long martial arts style samurai sword among the man's carry-on items so we just carry it on you can't put this in the overhead compartment asshole no you gotta check that in and put that in the the, uh, the bottom of the plane right only an insane person would think that you could carry it on in the first place let alone have it on a plane come on dog the sharp bladed sword was in a sheath and packed in its own box the TSA contacted Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority police who responded. The passenger told officials that he thought the sword was permitted to be brought onto the plane, but he was mistaken. My bad. The man surrendered the sword. Because he never heard of 9-11 or anything. I don't know. The man surrendered the sword and he was able to catch his flight minus the sword. There was no impact to airport operations. As a reminder, weapons including swords are not permitted in carry-on baggage. Duh. Passengers are responsible for the contents of the bags. To be, they bring the security checkpoint and the TSA's advice to passengers is to look through the bags thoroughly before coming to the airport to make sure there are no illegal or prohibited items. Do you really need to look through your bag to know three foot swords are not allowed on a fucking plane? No. Really? I say white. Why I are we even, not guessing the race. Yeah, there's no race white. here, but why are we even treating this dude like he's that stupid? This reminds me of Man, how. He'd have been arrested. Yeah, this reminds me of how liberal black people treat white people that are racist. Well, he says he didn't know. Fuck no. Everybody knows. It's not, nobody's this stupid. I mean, sometimes, you know, just want to put a sword in an overhead compartment. Fuck you. He knew. They should just take him to jail. Fuck taking his sword. He should be in jail. If it was a gun, they put Petey Pablo in jail for trying to bring a gun to an airport on 9-11. Okay? I feel like this shit should get the same treatment this motherfucker should go straight to jail yeah that's what i'm saying i'm surprised they didn't take him to jail yeah i don't worry about it. look through your bag and make sure you're not accidentally carrying a three-foot sword 
You know, you can't even bring water bottles that are a certain size on the fucking plane. That's the truth. Disgust me. Anyway, this show is brought to you guys by Shadow Dog Productions. Make sure you guys go and check out their new audio play, Mr. Happy Go Lucky. Uh, just go to shadowdogproductions.com slash happy.html. It's appreciated, guys. Also, we'll be back tomorrow at nine. Our guests will be Montoyas and Skevo from Beating the Block. And then, uh, Tuesday, I guess will be Zan, who's also known as Afrocentric, which I did episode, I think two of Medium Talk. That ought to be fun. So, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.